0: Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss One sentence summary Tools of Titans is a massive compendium of everything Tim Ferriss has learned about health, wealth, and wisdom from interviewing over 200 world-class performers on his podcast The Tim Ferriss Show. My favorite quote from the author is The world is changed by your example, not by your opinion. Tim Ferriss I'm a huge fan of Tim Ferriss' books. I loved the 4-Hour Workweek and I enjoyed both the 4-Hour Body and the 4-Hour Chef, even though I wasn't as interested in the topics. This was the first of his books I wasn't even remotely excited about, to be honest. In the chronology of his books, Tim has moved from books you can read fluidly cover to cover to more of an encyclopedic style. For a book about fitness, that made sense. Not everyone wants to be a weightlifter. For a book about cooking and acquiring skills, it did alright with addressing various levels of difficulty. I'm sure for a book with his collected lessons about health, wealth and wisdom from his over 200 podcast guests, it would have worked too, but not if you sort the book by guests. The 2-6 to pages per guest can't fit all of their valuable tips from the interview, yet also rob the book of the chance to deliver value to you based on what topic you want to learn more about. You can't just skip to a section about meditation or investing or discipline and are thus left with a pile of info you have to navigate through. Luckily, there are some lessons in that itself. Oh, and as an update, I found out Tim has published an index, which helps a bit in navigating the book. Here are three things I learned from that. 1. There is no formulaic path to health, wealth or wisdom. 2. One of the first things you should learn to combat is peer pressure. 3. You can only be creative if your life offers you the space to be creative in. Personal preference this or that. Let's not fret and look at some of the most versatile tools of Tim's favorite titans. Tools of Titans Lesson 1 A proven formula you can follow to find health, wealth or wisdom does not exist. This answers the question, do step-by-step guides to anything really work? If there's anything to be learned from this book, I believe it's that there is no recipe you can just plug and play on your path to a fit body, a jacked-up bank account or a serene mind. This book has all the tools and tactics used by the best in the world in their field and yet it's up to you to pick which ones will work for you. I'm generalizing here because the lesson in the book this relates to is one about health, which Tim learned from Dr. Justin Meger, physician to Olympic athletes, health experts and elite entrepreneurs. Justin says you have to figure out your own approach to health by running experiments. Sure, you can read books, educate yourself and try different diets, but that doesn't free you from having to eat gluten to find out if you're gluten intolerant. What works for the cubicle champion might not for the professional sprinter or the stay-at-home mom. This expands to the two other topics of the book. Learning is good, but only through applied learning can you translate those lessons into real results. Tools of Titans Lesson 2 You need thick skin and a mule's attitude to beat peer pressure and do your thing. This answers the question, what is one of the first things you need to overcome if you want to be successful in whatever endeavor you tackle? This is something I've been thinking about a lot through the first semester of my master's degree. By my admittedly high standards, most college students are lazy. They do the bare minimum required to slip through exams, if that, and spend the rest of their time recovering from their demanding college life. Naturally, the peer pressure to procrastinate here is huge. Come on, just one beer, a cup of coffee, how bad can it be? I didn't get a thing done today, so I might as well. As someone who's eager to get back to work, that's tough to deal with. Do I love to take a break? Sure, just not all the time. Professional snowboarder Sean White acquired the thick-headed attitude you need to beat peer pressure and do your thing early in his career. When he was 15, his parents paid for his trip to Japan to compete in an event. Unlike all the other athletes whose trips were all paid for and who partied the night before the competition, he wasn't going to waste his parents' money by slacking. So instead of agreeing to the deal to just show off and split the prize money, Sean did the best he could. And won. He didn't just pocket the $50,000 prize, but also a valuable lesson for life. If you're not stubborn enough to swim upstream, you'll never be able to take the rare actions required to find success. Tools of Titans, Lesson 3. To be creative, you first need to experience the stories you later want to tell. This answers the question, where can I get ideas for my creative endeavors like writing, starting a podcast or making my own YouTube show? Maybe some of his friends and advisors did tell Tim to not structure the book the way he did. But to even get to the point where he could be stubborn and say, I'm doing it this way anyway, and going through with this particular experiment, he had to come up with it in the first place. Running your own experiments requires creativity. The way you cultivate that creativity is by living your life and having experiences that will form the creative dough you can then net into a story, a podcast or even a business deal. This isn't obvious, especially not early in your career when working hard is the most important factor. Whitney Cummings, actress and writer of the mega hit show Two Broke Girls, was stuck in a cycle of making fun of herself. The only way she knew how to make good comedy for years until she realized she was missing the life that would provide her with new material. Only when she started making time for herself and non-work related things did her creativity reach the next level. As a personal example, I now spend most of my time working, as I still have many stories from the past 7 years I haven't told yet. But eventually those will run out, which is when it's time to carve out more room to roam. Working hard is good and important, but be aware of this balance to make sure your creative well never runs dry. My personal takeaways from Tools of Titans for 2017 okay the intro for this one ran really long but i felt it was really important for me to make that point that i wasn't excited about this book i'm glad it's on it was on blinkist because i read it there i didn't buy it um and i don't intend to because it's massive i mean all of tim's books are massive but this one is huge it's like a brick um and then it's not sorted by topics like what the hell man um uh, I think he realized that was a mistake because he's he's doing things to to mend that and like he, like publishing the index and so on. But I mean, it's like you get two to six pages from this expert, two to six pages from this expert, and then one is about meditation, the other is about business, the next is about sales, and then there's it's it's way too confusing. Plus, I think it's the ultimate procrastinator's book, right? So if you're the type of person who would rather read a book or 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 get more information and learn right and do something that feels like it's progress but it's really not because you're not putting in the time on whatever project you need to actually like put work into this will be your downfall i mean you could you can spend thousands of hours probably in this book thousands um that's why it's that's why it's dangerous. That's why I have a tough time recommending it. I've seen pro, uh, thingies on Product Hunt that like uh, there are like guidelines for using this book, right? And there's like, and I remember I commented on one of them. I said, if you need a guidebook for a book, you know the book's not any, the book doesn't right, won't help you do shit. It's just gonna, it's just gonna make you procrastinate more. So first of all, that's why I try to take more meta lessons, right? Like what can you learn from the structure? Uh, what can you learn from this sort of mistake in my eyes? Um, and what can you learn from this like overall arc Tim put in the book with health, wealth and wisdom? Um, so that's why I went that route. I mean, your opinion might be totally different, but I think the only right way to use this book is if you buy it, put it on your shelf. And if you need advice f- about like meditation and you know x in there is a meditation expert you go there read like two pages pick the one thing of advice you need and implement that and 99 percent of the people who buy this book won't use it that way they'll read it either cover to cover or spend a lot of time in it and then yeah it's not really it's it's supposed to help you find specific solutions to specific problems at specific moments in time and not be just like this like boah, huge time suck um, so a little rant about that. Uh, I really like that there was uh, actually like a lesson that I could pull out a little, like the the one with health, um, and generalize it to to make this point that there is no formula, right? Because that's I think it's perfectly illustrated by this book. You have two hundred people, experts on all topics, and everyone has different tips and different pieces of advice, and you just have to find what works for you. And you can't learn those by reading; you can only learn those by implementing. Um, I think the peer pressure one is huge. I just recorded a summary for how to stop worrying and start living by Dale Carnegie. Um, and if you struggle with peer pressure or other people's opinions, look there because there is a lesson about using criticism or negative feedback as fuel for your, um, to let you drive you to success to like putting in the work. Uh, and this peer pressure thing, man, it's so huge. Uh, and I know Gary Vee keeps talking about this, like it's all other people's opinions. I mean, when I say, um, yeah, when I when we go to lunch, and I'm like, I think an hour for lunch is okay, right? You go over there, it takes a while to get the food. You want to eat in like 20, 30 minutes, so not to not uh, hurry when you're not rush when you're eating. I think it's all fine and good, but my friends, man, like they can go on and on, and it's like afterwards, let's get coffee, let's do this, and then like it's like a two hour lunch break. I'm like, what the. F- this is like a quarter of a normal person's work day. What the hell is going on, right? An hour is more than enough. Like I'm good with forty five minutes. Let's go guys. Let's keep good let's keep moving. Let's keep pushing. But when there are seven people wanting to get coffee and sitting down and drink their coffee, and you're like the one guy there, that's tough. And right? it's tough to say like I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna go back. Sit down. Um you need thick skin to do that. And you may not as be as lucky as Sean White to have this like sort of pressure from parents to perform an event and then like it just it came together well right in this in his case um but you have to practice it and the best thing i can tell you is to practice it in small ways like where things where it doesn't matter right where you think like now yeah, i'm gonna do what i want and where it's not that important and everyone will understand so that you then have the guts later to use it for more important things like when it really matters that you go back and finish this thing when everyone else is deciding to slack and that they'll blow off the rest of their day because they've wasted half the day already Uh, and then the last one creativity yeah that was surprising i mean it's not that i think it's really not that obvious right because just today someone asked me like how do you where do you get all your ideas man like how do you do that and i'm like i just live my life and Whenever I get a question on Quora, I try to think back of a time that I lived this question, right? That I experienced something that is related to that. And if it's not, um, I either make something up or I try to think back of where I saw someone else living something like that. But it's that's really it, right? Uh, and obviously, if you spend a lot of time at work, and like me, if you're working so much right now, the the time when creative things happen or stories happen that you can later tell, gets less and you have to factor that in you have to deal with that so obviously early in your career work more uh, work more less leisure less stories to tell that's fine because by the time you start actually working hard you will have a lot of stories to tell already because all of us slack until we're a certain age and then later you can you sort of flip the script on those things and then move up leisure move down, uh, work so you have more stories to tell and you can increase the quality of like your content and stuff okay uh, enough rambling whether you want to get this book it's totally up to you again i think there are several lessons in how the book is structured what the book is like alone uh, of course also a good go-to resource a good compendium a good encyclopedia to check certain things but please 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 don't get this book and read it cover to cover because it's not going to make your life that much better all right I will see you on the next summary and I hope you enjoyed this one.